Hello folks, Mike Bradley here from the North Riverside Library. This week's episode of the Tech Team Podcast brings a bit of sad news, as we must announce that our good friend Empress has left the library to pursue a new opportunity. For many years, Empress has been a wonderful part of our library staff and a founding member of the Tech Team. We're going to miss her an awful lot. But this is also happy news. You don't need me to tell you that this is not the easiest time to find new job opportunities. So it's great that she's been able to do this. We're excited for Empress. We wish her all the best in the future. But now for us, we must carry on. So in this episode, Sarah and I talk a little bit about the various ways that the tech world is impacting our lives recently. It's a random assortment of fun segments. So let's get started right now. Uh, this is a uh, new territory for us uh, because uh, there's only only the two of us now. We have uh, unfortunately a big announcement here at the top of the show. Uh, Empress has uh, has has left the library. She's gone on to other opportunities. We're gonna miss her, but uh, for, at least for the time being, this show will proceed with only um, the two of us. Yeah, and I I do want to say that. Um... Empress has been a part of my experience at the library since I started and seeing her go, especially from this podcast, is very, uh, kind of sad. Like I never really pictured what this would be like without Empress. So bear with us while we try to figure it out. Cause she was such an integral part of, uh, the things we're doing on here. It's true, and and of the library in general. I mean, we're talking about about you know the 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 name among names. The uh, Empress has been around for, I mean, I don't even know exactly how long. I've been at the library for nine years, and what you're at five years. Yeah. And, I mean, she might have been there as long as I have. Uh, if you go back to her days as as a volunteer she's just been she's always been there so this is going to be very strange indeed and um yeah it's going to be uh it's going to it's going to be an adjustment but we'll see we'll see how we can do um empress kept us kind of grounded and sane so it's going off the rails uh uh, it's true uh she might have been the only thing holding this together so we'll, we'll see she definitely had uh i think that was um probably her, her greatest uh, asset at the library. She was just a, uh, um, always a professional presence. <laughs> she never got rattled. She had great patience. You know, um, it's a, it's not always the easiest job, you know. Um, um, sometimes you, you run into some difficult people. I'm not talking about any of our listeners, of course. Oh, no. But uh, but when you work with the public, you're going to run into some 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 characters, you're going to run into some people who can try your patience and uh, uh, Empress never, never let any of that get to her. It's, um, it's pretty impressive. I I have very specific memories of like purposefully trying to rattle her and trying to get her to, to the, like start some ruckus, but she ever like unflappable and ever the composed, she literally was her name. She was just, behaved herself as an empress <laughs> <laughs> yes uh, all-time name too an all-time name and uh she never uh, went in for the um you know how one of my favorite things to do because i apparently walk out of like a 
late nineties sitcom or something is, is that I just go around and try to sort of poke fun at everybody and get everybody riled up. Um, and she would never take the bait. <laughs> she never went for it. Like if I come around and I'm like, Oh, wait till Sarah gets a look at these check-ins or whatever and try to get her to like make a joke. She just wouldn't go for it. She'd just be like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's truly a testament to her character. She's going to be missed around here. Yeah, needless to say, her absence will be felt for sure. Definitely. Wherever you are, Empress, wherever you are, if you're listening, which um, I hope you're not. (laughs) 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 So you don't embarrass ourselves. But if you're listening, Empress, uh, thanks for the memes. And I hope you're having a good time wherever you are. Absolutely. Well, okay. Well, where do you want to start this week, Sarah? Um, do you want to do some explain it to Mike? Yeah, let's do some explain it to Mike. Oh, okay. no, no. Actually, can we start with the Firefest? I think the Firefest? Yeah. Yes. Okay. We'll start with the Firefest. I do have a Firefest this week. And that is that, that earbuds are terrible. Earbuds always hurt my ears, no matter what. I've been going through a big saga with earbuds and headphones over the last week or so. Um, some of which delayed the start of this podcast today, as a matter of fact. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just don't like I just don't like anything about them. Do people does anyone wear earbuds the the kind that you push into your ear and does it like not hurt them? Because I have never had the that experience. It it's always terrible. And I don't know if I just have the world's tiniest ears or if um you know, there's something wrong with me or if it's just something that everyone has accepted that we got to deal with. I, I never have problems with earbuds, except maybe like the occasional like slipping out. They'll just like fall out of your ears at some point. But I don't think that you're in the minority in that. I think a lot of people, I know my mom has a, a real hard time with earbuds because they're, they, they do hurt her. Yeah, I think it's just like um, maybe the shape of them isn't ideal for the, the weird, like cavernous tunnel that is our ear. I don't know. It, it it just it doesn't work. You got the kind that you push into the ear, and then you have the kind that are supposed to kind of, I don't know. You sort of they sort of rest in the a little bit further out of your ear, but those kind they just fall out. Um, nothing seems to work. What I would normally do is. I would I would walk around with with like a Bluetooth headset on as if it was you know 2005, <laughs> and I'm like a businessman because because at least they would make those that have like this little hook that goes over your ear and it wouldn't fall off and it and you didn't have to push it down into your ear and it's like the only the only way I the only compromise I could find that would work. Plus I like to go and I like to do a lot of walking outdoors and I want to be able to hear what's going on around me just, you know, for safety. And there's just like no good way to do this. I've been going through quite the saga of ordering headphones and things. And my wife at the same time, she got some of these, um, what do they call them? Um, they don't go in your ears. They're uh, bone conduction headphone things where they just sort of like sit on your temples and it's supposed to like transmit the sound into your skull or something weird like that. What in the world? <laughs> right. Well, it's like a thing. It's like a whole thing. Um, and she tried those and she hated them. And she's like, I'm going to send these back. 
And I was like, maybe they'll be good for me. I tried them. I couldn't, I didn't like it either. Um, I got some of these um, like sort of knockoff AirPod things and they, they, they just don't, they just don't work for me at all. They like immediately hurt my ears, even with the smallest um, inserts. Um, it's just, it's no good. I have, re- I've resorted to walking around with the big, like, the big foam over the ear headphones, but I just like sort of leave one of them off my ear. It's the, it's the dumbest thing. Why is it? How have we not solved this problem? That's what I want to know. Um, I saw this on TikTok like a while back. So take it with a grain of salt, but it, you know, what are those things called that like they squish up and you put them in your ear? Oh, uh, like earplugs. Yeah. 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 So you can get, um, earplugs that like construction workers use that are Bluetooth headphones. Really? Yeah. I'm sure that the sound quality on them is like probably just abysmal, but (laughs) um, (laughs) that could be a solution. I'm sure they're very comfortable because the problem is is, right. That like the shape of the ear canal is not a perfect little like round hole for your, your uh, earphones to sit in perfectly. It's kind of weird and, they've evolved we've evolved to have our ear canals like to have the best shape to bring sound into the head but um we haven't changed our headphones to like accommodate the weird actual shape that it is you know does that make sense so having like earplugs that you can squish up and that are foam that like expand to fill up that space will be less painful hmm all right well, maybe I have to check that out. Um, as long as I can go on TikTok and see it before they ban TikTok, um, <laughs> which seems like it's going to happen any day now. Yeah, so that's your fire fest, huh, Mike? That's my fire fest. Is earbuds are terrible? They can be. They really. I I have a problem with them like falling out constantly. I hate that. I hate that so much. Like. Mm-hmm. And what do you use? You use you use AirPods, right? Yeah, I have AirPods that I think I discussed. Oh, maybe not on this podcast, but it was a conversation uh, that we had with Empress once. That I bought them purely for clout, and I spent too much money on them. (laughs) (laughs) They don't hurt my ears, but granted, I don't usually have that problem. But um, they they great sound quality for what they are for Bluetooth headphones and also like um but they do fall out of my ears a lot and I hate I hate that so much and since they're like cordless if you lose one of those bad boys you're done you know (laughs) and and do you think it's a coincidence that they fall out or do you think that that just did that on purpose so that people would lose airpods all the time and have to buy more no I think that we probably have like the opposite problem where your ear canal is too small for air, like for ear, ear pods. What are we calling them? <laughs> ear, <laughs> earbuds. Earbuds. I think mine are probably too big and they just slip out. Yeah. You know, which is why they don't hurt me, which is a good thing. But then they're just falling out all the time. And I did have an experience once where I thought I lost one of my um, AirPods and I was so mad. Um, and this was back when I lived in the apartment in Berwyn mm-hmm. and I like was walking home from school or from work or something. And I, I got up the stairs to the apartment 
And then I realized that I didn't have one of them in my ears, which I don't know how. I have no idea how it fell out and I didn't notice. But mm-hmm. I was like, that's probably on the train or something. And it's like uh, on the blue line halfway to Kedzie and Homan. Um, but no, it was it was it had just fallen out, thankfully, like on the stairwell of my apartment building. And I found it. That was the closest I've gotten to losing one of them, though. Um, and I knock on wood that it never happened. <laughs> oh, this is bad radio. But do you remember a little while back when that 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 thing was going around where there was somebody had made these like 3D photorealistic stickers of of AirPods and they were just leaving them on sidewalks and things? Oh um, my god, yeah, I remember <laughs> that. That's what a great prank. <laughs> Do you have do you have a fire fest this week? I um didn't for very long until I guess we'll, we'll call it a fire fest of the upcoming week. But so I live now um really close to a trail in the forest preserve, a hiking and a bike trail, and I uh, went out there on Saturday just to have a good time, you know, get get in some nature, get in some uh some exercise. And I got bit by so many mosquitoes. (laughs) Like, um, what was supposed to be a relaxing, rejuvenating experience um, now has me cursing nature itself. Because I've got this, like, colony of welts on my leg that are driving me crazy. And I could do without it. What petition do I have to sign to get rid of mosquitoes forever? <laughs> well, they're 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 working on this, right? There's a there's there's been a lot of talk recently about how um, they're trying to they're trying to essentially displace mosquitoes. They're tra- they've like engineered new mosquitoes that are like exactly the same, except that they don't bite people, and they're they're trying to have those mosquitoes completely take over the regular mosquitoes. And I think there's like some people are upset about that, worried about, you know, uh, uh, side effects of doing something like that. But I think that they're doing that whether we like it or not. And it sounds like you're on board with it. Well, the the engineering part scares me a little bit, but isn't there, can't we just like get rid of them? <laughs> Do we need to replace them? Can't they just be gone? <laughs> Do they serve? Uh in the ecosystem that is well, so it's one of those things right you know it's like it's like the bees right if like the bees go away then the the world ends or something like that yeah but i get it because bees pollinates and <laughs> you know they provide us with honey and um well they don't provide us with we take it from them but i get it i get i get bees i get the importance of bees i even with my extreme arachnophobia get the importance of spiders i do not get what the hell a mosquito is for (laughs) oh all right so your fire fest is getting bitten by mosquitoes yeah well my fire fest is getting bit by mosquitoes and it sucks man and i was wearing i was fully covered because i'm so scared of lyme disease Mm-hmm. I didn't know that the mosquitoes could penetrate my uh, lycra shorts or, um, I mean, leggings, but they can. Well, it's not good. It's not Mosquitoes are not good. All right. Thanks for listening to me rambling. <laughs> I had to get off my chest. Oh. What do you oh, do? Man. 
fights too. Do you just have to like not scratch them and die? Yeah, pretty much. It's like um, I've tried all of the uh, all of the like home remedy stuff that they say works, and it never does. And it seems like the only thing that works is to yeah to just like leave them alone, but that's impossible. It is so true. Um, they say you you can put like a spoon. You take like a like a hot spoon, like you run hot water on the spoon until it's really hot, and you put the spoon on the mosquito bite, and it's supposed to like neutralize whatever substance is in there that makes it itch. But I, I haven't really had any success with that. Yeah. Wouldn't it just work if you used hot water, too? I guess so. I don't wonder why you need the spoon, but... Like the chow. <laughs> you think, yeah, that would do it. I don't know. Um, yeah, no fun. Summertime. And what's with the heat? I know. It's been so hot lately. Not to, like, talk about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> the last couple of days have been scorchers. Yeah, it's been rough. Have you heard about the heat dome? No, I have not. What's that? So, it's the latest like weather buzzword, you know, probably from the people who brought you the polar vortex. Now we have the uh, the heat dome. That's why it's so hot. They say there's like this there's there's this mass of hot air that's just kind of sitting over the country for the last couple of weeks, and they're just like it's just gonna sit there for a while. And I'm just I'm just like, can we like turn on a fan and like? Right. <laughs> I bet if we fly a bunch of, like, commercial jets that aren't being used right now because of the pandemic, yeah, we could, we could blow that hot air away. We could. Just, yeah. We got, like, windmills. Turn on some fans. <laughs> right. Know? Turn on some fans. Um, you know? Or, or, like you said, yeah, fly some planes through there. Maybe get some of those chemtrails. <laughs> they could do it. They got, I got, I got the documents right here, folks. <laughs> Documents are coming in over text transmission. <laughs> oh man! man. Uh, well, um, is it time to explain it to Mike? Yeah, let's explain it to Mike. It's that's that's it's good. It's a good segment because, as you know, the internet moves at um, a fast pace, and uh, sometimes the older folks like me are left behind, and uh, we need some younger folks to explain what's going on. Um, this week, my question for you is, what is what is simping or being a simp? <laughs> Seeing a lot of this, and I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, so this is one of the more popular internet um, slangy buzzwords flying around on your Twitter feeds lately. Uh, you'll see a lot of people calling other people simps or saying that they are simping for something or someone. Um, so as far, as far as I know, at least it, this started off as a term to describe sort of a, well, I don't want to get into the whole like internet subcultures, but basically, um, things that, do you know what an incel is? Unfortunately, yes. Okay. So it's something that like, from what I understand, at least I could be wrong about this, but it's something that incels will call, um, other young males who are like overly accommodating to their crushes. So if uh, you have a crush on a girl or something um, and you're seen being kind of pathetic about it, kind of lovesick, um, willing to do anything for this, this person, 
then you're simping for them. You're uh, making yourself smaller to like lift them up. Um, but it's evolved beyond, I think, just the context of romantic uh, relationships or uh, infatuation of that sort, requited or not. Uh, I think a lot of people talk uh, in the, the fast clip at which the internet moves, uh, simping now is sort of this catch-all term for things that you're like obsessed with. So you'll see people talk about like, oh, I'm simping for the new Taylor Swift album or I'm a simp for Taylor Swift or something like that. A lot of uh, young girls will talk about being simps for Timothy Chalamet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, it's pretty harmless. I mean, I saw a really good tweet that was like, oh, men will treat women with just like basic self-respect and you guys will call it simping. That sounds about right. That yeah. sounds that sounds like the internet. <laughs> right. What's the difference though? Didn't we already didn't we used to just call this like being a stan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um stan culture is more like being a part of a fan club where I think simping is more like well not a club but like stans tend to come together a lot on the internet like stan twitter is a thing where a bunch of you know rihanna fans will like obsess over her on on twitter or something or on instagram whereas simping is more of a solitary activity i think <laughs> simping is is a <laughs> something that you're doing on your own that you the connotations that you kind of should be ashamed of but i i say own it people of the world own it being a simp it's okay <laughs> Ah, well, thank you. That's that is very helpful. Uh, yeah, it clears <laughs> it up. It can be confusing. Definitely, for sure. Oh, you, you know, you know what? While we're here, what what is what is what is entanglements? I've uh, I've seen a lot of people using the word entanglements recently, seemingly just overnight. What's going <laughs> on? I know. Th- I always know when something is going on, and I'm not in on it because you just start seeing something that you never saw before. And it starts suddenly appearing everywhere. And I refuse to do any research or go look. Um, <laughs> this is like going back to, you know, Gangnam Style or the Harlem Shake. Just things start popping up everywhere. And I'm like, oh, it's happening again. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like we, we might be approaching that with entanglement. What what the heck is this? OK, so this is a funny story, actually. Jada Pinkett Smith has these red table talk things that I think she does on Facebook or Amazon or I don't it's not on TV as far as I I've never watched it but this sort of moment from one of her table talks went viral because so, so basically these table talks is she comes and she has people around this red table and they talk about social issues or her personal it, like I it's kind of a an excuse for the the Smith family to sort of Expose their personal philosophies onto the world, and um, then there there was a table talk episode with her and her husband Will Smith, where they discussed a sort of moment in their relationship where they were separated, and she engaged in a relationship with another man, but instead of calling it a relationship. She, in this really, like, loose, <laughs> creative uh, relationship that she has with language, 
called it an entanglement. And that <laughs> sort of like everyone lost their mind over that because it, it was just so it's if you want if you know anything about Jada Pinkett Smith, you know that she does this a lot where she's like, I wouldn't call it uh, you know, I wouldn't call it hiking, I would call it uh, a walk in nature. Like she she just rewrites language so she doesn't have to um admit to whatever she's being accused of or whatever's in front of her. <laughs> so, it's a, a euphemism. I love a good euphemism. Yeah, yeah. Just it, uh, it, and this is a crazy euphemism because the the reason it went so viral because first of all that whole moment with her telling her husband the relationship I'm engaged with with another man was not a relationship. It was an entanglement. It was it's kind of <laughs> crazy. Like, if you can find that clip on YouTube, I recommend you watching it because Will Smith's face is like. What'd you just say? <laughs> okay, whatever. He's like basically rolling his eyes without rolling his eyes at her. Um, but then, uh, and I, I don't know the the man's full name who she was in an entanglement with, mm-hmm. but he just released, he's a musician, his name's August something, and he just released a song called Entanglement. Oh, so, wow. um, And I'm sure the whole like, you know, big brain conspiracy, the, the whole red table talk was probably a low-key commercial for his new song but who knows um yeah that's people are just like losing their minds over the use of this word it's kind of like when Gwyneth Paltrow and Chris what's his face from Coldplay the guy from Coldplay Chris Coldplay Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that as you said this whole entanglement thing what the conscious uncoupling yes it's kind of it's just a, a euphemism to save me. Why, why do celebrities insist on doing this? Because they're obsessed with their image. And why do we watch them? Because we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> why do we watch them, honestly? Yeah, um, why do we watch them? That's the real question here. I, there, I, the more this pandemic rolls on and um, we see how celebrities act when they're not like in a, syst- a whole system designed to control their image when they're just at home on their phones. The more I realize that like celebrity culture is so useless, it's so pointless. Like <laughs> they're doing nothing to help us right now except embarrassing themselves. Here, here. <laughs> yeah, this whole entanglement thing. It, it, it's a good laugh. It's a good. It's a good time. Well, that clears that up. Thank you, Sarah. You're welcome. So now you want to move on to the, uh, you think? <laughs> I will. I will. So there was a, there was a scoop in The Verge uh, earlier this week. Um, you'll never believe this, uh, Sarah, but apparently Google um, uses its position as, a, you know, the provider of the, the Google Play Store, the App Store for Android, to, um, to keep track of uh, how much rival apps are being used and then they can use that info to make their own competitors to popular apps on the app store. Um, and to that, I have to say, Oh, you think? <laughs> right. <laughs> are there any examples of this that you can think of off the top of your head where there was like a really good app that was popular for a while and then Google comes out with like a crappier version you know, I don't know if this is exactly it, but but one that people are talking about a lot right now is how suddenly during the pandemic they've been going like all in on their new video conference app. Um, uh, 
Google Meet and how they're like pushing it just like it's prominently displayed in Gmail and like every other app they have is like, hey, did you know about Google Meet? Would you maybe want to do a Google Meet right now? And, you know, that that, that could be it. But, I, you know, you see this, you see this, I mean, we know like Apple does this kind of thing too. They even have a, they have a term for this um, when, um, oh man, I can't remember what the name of it is, but software developers have a term for it when, when Apple decides to like, take what your app does and just make it like a new feature of, you know, Mac OS. Um, it just kills your business. Um, what do they call it? Astroturfing? I, I'm, that might be wrong. But they do it so much that it has a name and I can't remember it now. Apple picking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Tim Apple is like, kill that business. Let's just, let's just take that. <laughs> Um, Amazon, Amazon does this all the time, uh, yeah. where, you know, they're like, hey, you've got a, you know, we noticed that you have a really popular cup holder that you make. Um, I think we'll just make one of our own and prominently put that at the top of, you know, every search result. It's a, it's a problem, you know, it's, it's a problem when you own the market and you also make things that, you know, are sold in that market. Um, that's a conflict of interest there, you know? <laughs> Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's also an uh, you think? I um, yeah, I think this is not news to anybody that Google's doing this at all. I, we we shouldn't be surprised that um, these giant companies that control sort of a what how we look at things on the internet, um, stealing from smaller tech companies. It, it, it makes perfect sense for the way things work. <laughs> oh well that's that's mine did you have one of these two i do i do another uh you think is uh comes from also the verge uh so instagram apparently there's a bug in the app that uh was recently discovered that showed a camera on indicator and this i think this only happens on um ios devices but uh, it basically turns on your camera even when you aren't taking photos. So they have access to your camera even when you are not looking at photos, which considering all the shady stuff that happens on Instagram, <laughs> I don't think anyone should be surprised. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me that a social media app owned by Facebook might be taking some liberties with some permissions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, shocker, shocker. Zucks at it again. Oh man, well, I, you know, a lot of people are not happy with with Mark Facebook these days. <laughs> I like to call Zuck. Zuck. Articles that call him Zuck. That's great. I think every, I think all of the tech CEOs should just, we should all do the Tim Apple thing and just put the name of their company as <laughs> their name. You know, you've got your you've got your Tim Apple, you've got your Mark Facebook, Jeff um, Amazon, yeah, Jeff Amazon, Bill Microsoft, um, Elon go, Tesla, <laughs> Elon Tesla, he's he's always he's always going off the rails. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm 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 shocked shocked to see that they're abusing their privileges. Yeah, right. And um, this article calls it a bug. Yeah, right. Ah, <laughs> generous. 
You know, calling it a bug, that's the uh, like software company equivalent of somebody saying their Twitter was hacked. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, it just unfollowed you by accident. Yeah, it's always a bug. It's like, ah, it's a bug. We're, 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 we're fixing it. ASAP. Right. How do these bugs happen? <laughs> Unless they're programmed, in, especially something that turns on your camera. You yeah. know, just, you can't fool me. <laughs> it could also be a stay woke. It could be a stay woke or connect the dots. Yeah. A lot of crossword <laughs> segments today. Oh, uh, well, uh, new segment alert. Can you make the uh, new segment alert sound? <laughs> Thank you. New segment. Hey, remember the '80s? Well, I do. And you know what I what I remember right now is so I've been watching a lot of um, '80s commercials um, on YouTube as sort of a, a little nostalgia helped me get through this pandemic. And I forgot just how how much everyone in the '80s ate bread and and carbs just all the time, and no one made you feel bad about it. I mean, back in the 80s, we would eat toast and cereal and a Pop-Tart, you know, at the same time, and it was <laughs> fine. It was considered, like, health food. There was, I, I there are, even um, when I was growing up, there are a lot of commercials for, like, breakfast cereals that would show, like, sugary cornflakes with, uh, next to a plate of toast, and the only, like, Fruit or vegetable that was at all into the in the mix was a cup of orange juice, like sugary orange juice. <laughs> yeah, that was breakfast in the eighties, I guess. Oh, it totally was. And and we didn't put fruit on that cereal. There was that was that was not happening. The only thing we topped our cereal with was some heaping tablespoons of Domino sugar. Oh yeah, Domino sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Just put that right on top of the frosted flakes. So you get that like pool of sugar at the bottom of the milk. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just like it's it's still like gritty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a treat at the bottom of the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fine. It was fine. That was how it was. We all we all accepted it. It was it was cool. Uh, and I missed that. Yeah. Um. I'm sure that like we can look back at all the health issues people are having now. It kind of, kind of connect the dots back to maybe just only <laughs> That's the way it worked, man. You had the food pyramid, you know. <clears throat> I think the, I think the grains was like the biggest part of that food pyramid. <laughs> just right. loaf of Wonder Bread, you know, always, always on hand. Just ah. soft white bread, <laughs> no nutritional value whatsoever. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. Now, you, you may not remember the 80s because... Oh, well. no. I have no recollection of the 80s because I was born <laughs> in 1994. <laughs> I hardly remember the 90s. <laughs> so I don't, I don't remember eating um, just like... I don't remember culturally what you're talking about. Just everyone eating bread all the time and it being fine. And just uh, even on... Like TV and stuff, uh, TV shows where you'd see families eating dinner. It, it was, it was still, it was pretty balanced by the time I came around. I don't, I don't remember just like meatloaf and potatoes and that's it. <laughs> um, I do remember the '90s though a little bit. Yes. And, uh, so I'm gonna shoehorn that into this segment. All right. Um, 
and even though I was only around for the last half of the 90s and I you can't really even count that because for the first three years of that I was a unable to form memories <laughs> but I do remember 90s cartoons which is something that people get super nostalgic about these days because they were so awesome everything from like uh Cartoon Network Hanna-Barbera stuff to uh uh Klasky Chopo's uh Nickelodeon stuff is is still like top tier chef's kiss level <laughs> And yeah. you know, um, do you? This is probably after your your cartoon watching days. But do you remember any of them, like the good ones? No, not really. I mean, um, I, I maybe a little bit of like Animaniacs or like Tiny Toon Adventures or what have you. Oh, um, I remember the Tiny. Toon. But no, because that that's actually um, that's pretty good for you '90s kids that they that they started like making new stuff for you because i think we just had the same cartoons that everyone had been watching since like the 50s um you know it was nothing but you know daffy duck and roadrunner for us and there was sort of like a revival of cartoons in the 90s yeah you um some of my favorites were uh i loved ah real monsters i i really love the nickelodeon ones um but i did have a like so rugrats was one of my favorites uh, Real Monsters, I mentioned Rocco's Modern Life, I think is like, should be studied as data art. Like, it's, <laughs> it's a bizarre um, sort of fantastical realism kind of cartoon that's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and full of like 90s humor. But also like Johnny Bravo was a cartoon I watched a lot. And the concept of that cartoon is like, hasn't aged well. <laughs> Has not aged well, though, to their advantage. So Johnny Bravo, for those who don't know, was this cartoon of this, like, beefed up guy who called all the women around him mama. (laughs) The whole gag was he would get into these weird situations where he was hitting on just (laughs) hitting on every woman that walked by him. And, And to their credit, he got rejected every time and the women were pretty badass and like they got really creative in the ways he got rejected. Um, but still, I don't know if that would fly these days. No. I, remember, I remember thoroughly like being entertained by that cartoon. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff from, from around then where you're like, wow, that that's not so long ago, but that would totally not fly these days. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I th- And I, I think even if you go back on like episodes of, Rocco's Modern Life or something, you'll find problematic stuff. But that, I think, problematic as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, um, it's a relatively new concept. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. Though, I, I'm super nostalgic for these cartoons. I am I am a big fan of animated anything anyway, so... Um, and I, I owe that to, like, being growing up and coming of age in a time where cartoons were probably I am in my biased opinion the best like the greatest and now that we live in the age of like endless streaming services I want to know where can we stream these cartoons like I you really can't find them anywhere um supposedly Netflix uh Netflix or Hulu are gonna get a bunch of Nicktoons to compete with Disney plus 
But I don't know. Like, Hey Arnold is on Hulu, but that's a little late 90s, early 2000s. The real classic stuff you can't really find anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that it, with all of the, like, you know, streaming service fragmentation that you you, you would think this stuff would be easier to, to access these days, but... But it's not unless you want to spend like a lot of money. I bet you could. I bet you could find some of it on the Warner Brothers. You know, they have like their own streaming service that nobody uses. But I bet some of it's on there. I think they probably own a lot of that stuff. I'm waiting for it to get bought up. They have to get bought up by one of these big, big guys like Netflix or something, right? Somebody told me that a while ago that they were gonna Netflix or Hulu were gonna get a bunch of these cartoons to compete with Disney Plus. But that's one of those things that. Who knows, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, nostalgia is fun, right, folks? Yeah. <laughs> well, before we go, let's get into some recommendations. In this, in this segment, we talk about uh, what we've been either reading or watching or listening to on the Internet this week. And um, I have a couple of recommendations. You know how I'm always trying to fine-tune my... Or, or or manage my news habit, my online news habit. Yes. One no. thing I've been uh, experimenting with lately is, um, I, I for a while I cut out I cut out all of the like general news headline sites uh, out of my uh, information diet, and I started listening to the, this daily podcast from NPR called Up Next. It comes out Monday through Saturday, and it's it's less than 15 minutes long, and they just pick, like, the three biggest stories of the day and talk about those. And I am giving that a try to see if, um, if maybe that's um, a better way to go. Maybe I don't need to try to scan through, like, 50 headlines. Maybe I can just let, let somebody else pick, like, the three biggest ones and sort of unpack those. And um, it's an enjoyable way to start the morning. So... I don't know if it's going to stick, but uh, I've been trying that lately. The Up Next podcast. So can I ask, yeah. how do you like listening to the news over reading it? Um, well, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a big podcast listener. I listen to podcasts all the time. Usually they're like on very specific topics, though, and not something just general, like general news like this. So it's it's different, but... But they they do a good job of um, making it interesting. They'll they'll have you know they'll have pe- they'll interview people about these things, and so you get to hear from like a lot of different people even on this short podcast. And I think more than it's not an issue for me of preferring one way or the other. It's trying to it's trying to cut it down and and let somebody else sort of curate the best stuff rather than me trying to go out and sort through it all myself oh yeah that makes sense that totally makes sense though i think that like part of it was for you at least with the chase right <laughs> right the, the, the thrill of it you know refreshing the page seeing what's new um that's a hard habit to break yeah but we'll see this might be this might be better for me so we'll we'll see if i can stick with it i hope it works out for you mike thank you um, and I'll also give out a watching recommendation while I'm here. So this has been kind of a, a tough couple of weeks over in the Mike household. Uh, we had we had a, some sad news this past weekend. It was a it was a rough time, and I, I was in a 
I was really, really down. I was in like a very sort of sad kind of space. And oh, sorry to it, hear that, Mike. Oh, thank you. Um, and one thing that I started watching during this, about the only thing that I could 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 look at to keep my mind off of things was this incredibly dumb show on Netflix called Floor is Lava. Um, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen this? Oh, uh, well, I've, I've heard <laughs> Because my five-year-old nephew loves that show. <laughs> oh, well, I'm, I'm sure that I'm sure that he would, because that's the demographic for this. It, they literally just they're playing the old floors lava game of where they try to. There's like a room filled with lava, but it's really just like red water or whatever, and they have to jump across the furniture and stuff to get to the other side. So it's just like a half hour of watching people like try to you know, you know, jump off a table onto a couch and like just you know smashing their face. <laughs> <laughs> And it's it's so dumb, but it makes me laugh, and I have to give it a shout out because it it's been helping me through a rough time. So um, if you just need uh, some dumb fun, check out Floors Lava on Netflix. And if you have kids, if you're listening to this and you have uh, kids, they love this show. It's like a good family fun for everybody. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely family friendly too. Uh, that's all I got. All right. Um, so for me, I've got a reading recommendation. I'm a big reader, so this is not no news to everybody. <laughs> right now, I'm reading um, this book called Alias Grace by Margaret Atwood, which is sort of like a fictional retelling of what I think, I believe, is a real case that um, happened in the 1850s about a woman a young girl, she's about 16 at the time, who was a servant in a um, in an estate in Canada, and she was accused of murdering another servant there, and a the sort of man of the house, the like lord of the estate, if you will, um, and was sent to jail with what she claims was no recollection of the incident whatsoever, and. Um, Sort of the study of her case led to a lot of breakthroughs in understanding trauma psychology and sort of um, uh, problems with memory and, and the human brain. And it, it's it sounds really boring <laughs> the way I'm describing it, but it's written <laughs> so well. And it's uh, kind of watching the whole mystery of the this case unravel. And Atwood does a really good job of like getting into this character's brain and seeing where there are gaps in her memory, where the gaps are purposeful, where she's repressing things and where the gaps are not. And it's been what admittedly sounded like a boring, like blurb back cover read has been a really thrilling book to get back into the swing of things of reading longer books for me, because I've been reading a lot of short books lately. So yeah, I I got an ebook copy of this off of um, media on demand with my library card and I've been enjoying it. Highly recommend. Um, if you like crime or true crime, I think you'd really like this book. That just um, sounds like a classic Sarah recommendation. Right there. <laughs> 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 it's a little dark, a little heavy, but uh, it, you'll learn something. It's really interesting. Um, and to bring it back to my discussion of 90s cartoons, I've been watching uh, Daria on Hulu th- this week. Yes. I love that cartoon. I love that show. I think it's so well written and so funny. And anyone nostalgic for the 90s should watch it. 
anyone. I think it, it it's so 90s, but it's also like satirical and funny, kind of dark, but in a, in a real cynical way. I think it's it's great. The art style. It's a, it's a great show. That's a great. Co- and 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 how about um, how amazing is it that it's like a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead? Right. <laughs> like it couldn't be more different. <laughs> Um, it, it's really great. My wife loves that show too. Oh, it's all on on Hulu. So if anyone wants to give it a gander, it's available there. And as far as the listening goes, I've been listening to uh, the new album called Punisher by Phoebe Bridgers, which is getting a lot of buzz and people are talking about it, giving giving it a lot of praise. Um, anyone into sad girl indie rock, totally listen to this album. It's great, especially for a really topical for the times we live in. There's a lot of topical themes in there, but all around solid album. Oh, Phoebe Bridgers, who's back of the week? Yeah, she's back. Oh, good times. Good times. Well, all right, folks, I think that is all that we have for you this week. Stay tuned. We've got some more fun stuff coming up. And I guess until next time, Sarah. Uh, in honor of Empress Harris, I'm going to say wear a mask and wash your hands. Indeed. Wear those masks and wash those hands. We'll see you next time, folks. Bye-bye.